hey, let's have another devotion. This week, we're going through the five verses that I shared in this weekend's sermon that you can use when you're just articulating the gospel, like how to share the gospel straight up biblically. All right, we talked about John 3.16, talking about Romans 3.23, we've all sinned. Talked about Romans 6.23, the wages of that sin is death. Now today I wanna to talk about John 14.6. This is an important text, especially in the largely pluralistic or relativistic culture of the Seattle area. Uh, we have the highest percentage of atheism of any other city in the U.S., but it doesn't mean that they comprise the majority of the city. They actually, uh, actually, they're r roughly the same percentage as Christians, roughly around 15%. So when we think about everybody else, these are people who maybe are spiritual but not religious. That was a common survey response in some studies. It's the idea of, look, I believe that there's a God. He's out there, and it's sort of ethereal and ephemeral, and he's okay with me pursuing these lusts over here. That's kind of the spirituality du jour. It's what people prefer. It's not actually even modern. It's been around for, for millennia. It's like, okay, I acknowledge all this had to have been created. I acknowledge there is a right and there is a wrong. It's out there somewhere. But, you know, God will let me into heaven because I'm a good person. That's like the common, that's, that's right up there with the, the Declaration of Independence and like American, uh, American thought. Like, God will let me into heaven because I'm a good person. Uh, now, Romans 3.23 flies in the face of that. The other idea is that, you know, I, I believe that all paths lead to God. This is another common line of thought. And it's, it comes from, a, I suppose, a benevolent intent, at least ostensibly. They're trying to be ecumenical. They're trying to be conciliatory and say like, oh yeah, I just, I don't want any of the religious people to think that I'm wrong. I want to say that they're all right. I want to say that like the Buddhists are right and the Hindus are right and the Christians are right and the Muslims are right. And it's where you get these like coexist stickers. This is the, the Baha'i faith actually is the one who invented those. Never mind the fact that the letter C in the word coexist, you know, when implemented or in true orthodoxy, needs to murder all the other letters in coexist, and that the T in coexist is actually the one true religion. All the others are produced by the enemy. This is the idea. It's like, look, I am I am a spiritual Switzerland here. And they'll often practice what's called syncretism, wherein you take a little bit from this faith, a little bit from this faith. I like this thing about Hinduism. I like this thing about Buddhism. I'll try to take a little bit of this from Christianity, but not the repentance stuff. And, and they, they feel like they're being ecumenical. They feel like they're being very enlightened. Buddhism finds itself sometimes more compatible with other religions, but I don't believe in Buddha. In fact, I've seen his ashes. I literally have seen the ashes of one of the eight Buddhas on, on a roof and display in a Buddhist temple in Thailand. Uh, I don't believe that Buddha is the way. Buddha, in fact, claimed not to be the truth. Uh, rather, we know that Jesus alone claims to be the truth. Christianity is wholly incompatible with every other religion. It's not intellectual arrogance. It's just basic reading comprehension. It's believing that Jesus meant what he said when he talked. You hear Jesus say this, you don't have the gall to correct him. No, 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 Jesus. I know that you think you're the way, but you don't know about Buddha. You don't know about these other guys. Like, no, this is what Jesus said. All right, I'm just the FedEx man. Here's your delivery. This is what Jesus said. I'm not making an arrogant truth claim. I'm being a faithful messenger. Jesus himself spoke to the innate exclusivity of Christian truth claims. He said, I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me okay hear me on this no one comes to god through any way but jesus 
There are not multiple paths to God. There is one, and it's Jesus. There's no other name under heaven, on earth, by which we can be saved. It's Jesus, and everybody else goes to hell. That's not intellectual arrogance. Again, it's reading comprehension. Jesus said this. If you take issue with this, I can see you're typing up your comment right now and you've got an angry asterisks and lots of exclamation points. Like, I'm the messenger. Okay, like, do you punch your FedEx man when you get a bill in the mail? Like, this is, this is Jesus talking. And so we represent what Jesus said fairly or we preach a false gospel and tell people to go to hell. It's Jesus who makes the statement. It's Jesus who makes the claim. He was speaking to his disciples as the crucifixion was approaching. He knew that he was going to go to the Father. He knew that he was going to die on the cross. And his disciples, thinking largely in just earthly terms, wanted to follow him. Like, what's the way that you're going? And his answer is, I am the way and the truth and the life. Here it is, beginning with Peter's denial in John chapter 13. Lord, Simon Peter said to him, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, Peter asked, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus replied, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way where I'm going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. That's the context running up to John 14, 6. Jesus claiming to be the way to the Father, answering a question from his disciples, who, like overconfident Peter and yet to understand Thomas, wanted to know how they could follow him. Syncretism is not the way. Relativism is not the way. There are not multiple paths to Jesus. There are not multiple ways to God. And all the world's religions do not say fundamentally the same thing. That just indicates a basic lack of reading comprehension. Jesus is saying, I am the way. There's no other way. And that's Jesus's word. So it may feel like when your friend pushes back against the gospel and says, oh yeah, I believe in Christianity. I also believe in Buddhism. And I also believe in Hinduism. And I, I also believe in Baha'i. And I believe in everything else. Like, they may as well say Jesus was lying. It's Jesus who makes this claim. It's you and I who are faithful stewards when we share this. This is particularly important within hyper-spiritual, yet not very Christian cultures. This verse is going to be used by God to change someone's life. You present it and then you just invite them to say like, look, it's Jesus who makes this claim. If, if you're angry with me, it's misdirected hostility, man. You gotta take this up with Jesus. So read this text and you tell Jesus you think he's lying. This is John 14, six. It's gonna change someone's eternity today. Are you ready? Boldly go 
and make disciples.